everybody, and welcome back to the Line of Vienna Suite podcast, episode 122. My name is Will Jones, or rather Mr. Bolton, apparently. Uh, joining me tonight is the ever-present Mr. Chris Manning. Hello, Chris. Hiya, Will. Ego on you, Mr. Bolton. <laughs> oh, no. I cannot believe you said that. I know. It's, that's, it's, meant it's all... to be, that's meant to be the in-joke of the year, that, and now... You do realise your it. life, as you know it, is, is over. So, it is nice over, one, mate. Yeah, I've just ruined nice it for one. myself. Well done. Uh, yeah, also on tonight is Tom Jenkins. Hello, Tom. Hello, Will. Mr Bolton, sorry, I should call you by your real name. Oh, behave. Speak when I you're think we're really privileged, really privileged to be on this podcast with him, you know, Tom. It's, <laughs> I know. It's, it's added a new, a added a new level. It's all very kind. I'll never forget my roots, Chris. I did get an email before saying someone had changed the title of the podcast, Lionel Venice Week podcast featuring Mr. Bolton. Yeah, that, 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 that is the new one. I, I don't know if you noticed that in the, in the last upload. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, on that topic, Will, if I just may interrupt a little of bit. Of course you can. Is, is, there, is there any news? Is there anything, anything um, interesting happen? No, I was going to say it's pretty boring tonight, isn't it? Um, Slow down. Uh, pretty down, quiet. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know bloody what? been I'm done. Gonna, I'm going to go and get a beer. Done. Get a beer. I wish I could. I'm on radio in a second. I'm radio actually TV. in the kitchen to I get a beer. Know. This is the context, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not intentionally calling myself Mr. Bolton. It was the irony of not being able to remember my media schedule. Uh, meant to, to have a, uh, an interview in the morning with BBC, and I can't remember what time it is, so we're currently trying to figure that out, and I'm going to have to break off at some point during this to figure it out, which you'll be pleased to hear. And as Tom says... Your hearts, I'm sure, bleed for me. But, <laughs> Tom, get cracking. What's happened? Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I was I was in the car on the on the way back um, uh, from from driving range actually, just you know trying to get away from it all, hoping that it, um, you know was going to get done in my absence. And I couldn't believe it when I saw that that message through saying that it, it had been done. Was it seven past six? Not even a properly scheduled time. They must have pushed the button literally the second that paper was signed. But honestly, it's been the most draining thing to have to deal with for all of these months. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone else feel, feels the same way. It just felt like a massive weight lifted off my shoulders. I'm so, so pleased it's done. Absolutely. Me too. I don't think I could have put it better myself, to be honest. Chris, how are you feeling? Yeah, I totally agree. I literally I'd, I'd sat down in the cinema. film was due to start at 20 past six. So I was kind of trying to surreptitiously check my phone all the while having people tut at me, having the missus tut at me. Not really caring and just thinking this is unbelievable. Never in a million years thought it would actually happen. I'm so, I'm so happy. I just think there's so much to look forward to, to now. So much interesting stuff on the on the horizon potentially. I think um, the next forty eight hours forty eight hours are going to be incredibly hectic, and I can't wait. Absolutely, I don't think we can complain at all about the hectic of it, nor the uh, the heartbreak nearly that we that we did have. Um, you know, I think it's all going to be positive from from this point in really. Uh, yeah, like, as you say, Tom, it was sort of announced at a bit of a weird time, wasn't it? I think it was some, something like seven minutes past six you pointed out to me earlier, which yeah, you know, yeah. it, it does imply that it must have been literally on the dot as soon as uh, as soon as the eyes the, the were, were dotted and the T's were crossed, so to speak. Uh, I, I mean, that's the first time we've ever had sort of news first-hand when we wanted it, as we wanted it. It, it, it just seems like we've, we've been kept in the dark for so long, had absolutely nothing to, to go off really, particularly all day. I think everyone was getting a bit anxious, having had the extension, but with nothing to nothing to materialise off that. And then all of a sudden, it, it was just completely out of the blue, wasn't it? It was uh, it, it was quite a, uh, a nice surprise, obviously, to say the least. But uh, Tom, where were you at the point and, and sort of what was your initial reaction? I'd just like to say complete and utter relief. I um, 
I love the statement, actually, um, that, you know, Paul Apperson has probably rightly got a lot of criticism throughout this process for it taking so long and for, you know, the amount of fees that he may well have racked up during this time. But I love the statement that, that, that was, was brought out completely and utterly showing, you know, Cannon for what he is, uh, making sure that that was, you know, not missed by anyone. Anyone Absolutely. reading that statement knows exactly who, who the person to blame for all of this is. And I think the Eddie Davis Trust do deserve a hell of a lot of credit, which they were given in the statement as well. Um, so, you know, I was, I was very, very pleased to see that. Uh, and I just, I'm like Chris, I'm looking forward to these next two days. I will be going to, to the Gillingham game for my sins, um, but I cannot wait to see who we bring in, you know, what, who's managing the team, the new kit, possibly. It's just so exciting. Yeah, one thing that one thing I've not had a chance to speak to in our uh, writers chat lads is a text I had while I was at the pictures. Obviously, I didn't really have a chance to check my phone too much, but uh, so supposedly what I was, I've heard tonight is that the fact that one of the conditions of the of the takeover was Ken not only being um, held not being held liable for any sort of indemnity, any sort of civil charges or anything like that, but an undertaking as well from the administrators and everyone involved not to badmouth him afterwards. And I think that lasted about fifteen minutes didn't it, before they started slagging him off in the. In the post-completion statement, which I, I'm absolutely delighted to hear, that oh, man's an absolute absolute uh, dirtbag, and I hope that he gets nothing but bad luck for the rest of his life. I, I you know, I'm flipping out. What, what a night! What a night! Yeah, brilliant. Is it just me though? And it's it, it shows a hell of a lot about what we think about this guy. When on the second of September, I hope Bassini takes him to the cleaners and rinses him for everything that he's worth, because <laughs> as much of an annoyance as Bassini's been. He is nothing compared to Ken Anderson. I cannot wait for him to have to see a payday go straight into Bassini's pocket. Has anyone heard of Bassini tonight? No, nope. and I hope we never do again. Right, um, no, that's uh, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Let him yeah. let him get on with his little stupid action between him and him and Ken, and let's move on with the important stuff. I mean, obviously, I I, I did you know pose the question in the line of the other chat early before. Uh, I did get obliterated and I'm still waiting due to media commitments. I just thought I'd get that in there again, Chris. <laughs> you deserve um, everything you get, mate. That's all I'm saying. You deserve everything you get. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Positive uh, and negative. Yeah, no, I, I'm just interested to, to hear as to whether or not we have a court case to attend on Monday. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still debating as to whether or not to go with it. Obviously, it doesn't really concern us anymore, but I'm just intrigued as to whether he'll just drop the whole act now, you know, whether he'll come clean and just say, I wasn't really bothered or, or what. I, I just, I, I've never understood his incident. In, you know, intentions. I don't think we ever will. And to be honest, I don't. With really Bassini, care. yeah. You mean Bassini, yeah. yeah. Uh, his intentions are just to try and get a try and get himself a payday. And if he can wangle a football club out of it, then all the better. But fingers crossed, he gets what he gets. Now he definitely can't get his hand on uh, on both. He just gets the payday, and, and that just takes a few quid out of Lee Anderson's trust fund for the next <laughs> next twenty five years or so. I know. I'm so glad that that got brought up in the statement, though. You know, and I think it's really important to uh, to highlight. You know, the fact that this should never be able to happen again. You know, particularly with what's happened with Berry, obviously that's absolutely devastating. We're, we're saddened by that massively. Um, you know, to to think that that would have been our first home game since the since the completion, it, it it's it's tragic, really. I'm hoping that been something awesome. may still have, yeah. Go on, Tom. No, it, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know, you're completely spot on. I think it showed with the two statements that were brought out. Barry congratulating us and wishing us the best, and us also wishing them the best because you know, I I do hope that. The rumours of this bidder with seven million pound proof of funds is true, and they can get their league status back because that would be absolutely fantastic, the best possible outcome for this situation. But you're right. Imagine if that had been the first home game back on TV, both clubs saved, packed out stadium. It would have been brilliant. And I'm, I'm, I think, you know, we go on about Ken Anderson, we go on about Lee Anderson. Stephen Dale is just as bad, just as bad as those people. That video of him on Five Live 
saying that he didn't even know the Bury had a football club. He it's never goes to the club, etc. It's just a disgrace. And Debbie Jevons, you know, might have seemed to have gotten away with one, getting us in a better state of affairs. But the fact that that man is still in charge of Bury and is taking them down is just a disgrace. It won't be forgotten. It's not taken lightly by any means. And, and just on the other... On the she was on the radio earlier on just to confirm the fact that, that there was no way back for Barry that they wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be prepared to bend the rules, which I, I think is 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 a shame. I can understand why they're saying that because they want to be seen to be a, a decisive organisation, even though you know their the credibility is in the mud with most fans, most fans. I mean, it's funny you say that, Chris, because I'm just reading Alan Nixon's tweets uh, now from four minutes ago. It, it, it's just blown up all of a sudden. Barry, yes, there is a bit of multinational concern asking EFL to consider the offer. They had notice of this last night, and the money came over today. Hopefully, someone has a review of the case, do the test, do the deal pronto. How ace would that be? That'd be fantastic. Yeah, it might only be an off chance, but you know you got to you got to hope it comes up, comes to be. Yeah, I know absolutely. I just I I mean I, I don't know whether to take that with a pinch of salt or not, with, with particularly with the sauce. But it, it's just something that you, you'd really obviously love to see happen, uh, and especially you know with with the game you know hanging in the balance as well. That'd just be an absolute incredible game, and I think it'd just almost be like a Premier League days atmosphere. That, um, and I just I just hope they they get sorted out. But uh, yeah, obviously we've been a little bit more fortunate than Barry in that scenario. In that you know we we, we haven't had to to face the full extent of the wrath of the AFL or the, the the so imposing wrath that that you know they decide to threaten us with points deductions and and to be to be fair you know we 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 threatened ourselves with with liquidation, which just shows that you know we, we've got balls of steel and we're prepared to deal with with the uh, with the consequences whatever. And that we're always going to come out of the other end of it because we are bottle wonders and we will not die. What do you boys think about these Kevin Nolan rumours tonight? That he's the new manager about to be uh, about to be named. I, I'd love it. How much do you know on that in terms of him being like? Are we expecting an announcement tonight? Tomorrow? No. From from what from what I understand, is is the target, and they're hoping to make him the manager. But no, I don't know anything about timescales. I mean, I would imagine it'd be something that he'd have to do before the weekend. Yeah, um, he's, he's still got time now to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean he has to be in charge for the game on Saturday, but you know his presence there and his involvement will be will be essential, I think, for how how things are going to work going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, was, I was just going to say, are, are we all on board with the Nolan idea? You know, obviously the names were banded about last week of no potential replacements, but I think you know Nolan's one we can all get behind, isn't it? The only the only issue with it is the the potential coil thing where you know your reputation gets tarnished as a legend of the club if the managerial job doesn't pan out particularly well. Um, but the thing is, I think this is a, it would be a perfect move for him. Mike, you know, he'd obviously would love to have the job, and I think it would suit us down to the ground. Young squad, young manager, you know, rebuilding job. I think it would suit him perfectly, um, and, 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 and the fans would be on side completely. Of course, though, and we said as much in the podcast with Mark and with Chris Flanagan the other night, um, Tom that. That sort of goodwill going in, and the fact that he's probably quite affordable, given his relative profile as a manager, is not the greatest. Um, you know, he's as good as anyone we're going to get, and we're going to attract in this position, aren't we? Because granted, the, the club's in a lot stronger footing now as it was six hours ago, but we've still got incredible challenges ahead of us, and just got to hope that he's got the the nous that he can bring bring on board, maybe somebody more experienced in his coaching staff, or you know, utilise the likes of Nicky Spooner, Gavin McCann, Jimmy Phillips, David Lee, whoever. To um to help him because he's only a young manager as well, but I think that's not necessarily a bad thing because that'll give it'll give him some time and it'll give him some uh, some kudos with the fans. Where I think the patience will be there now. Patience has not always been our our, our best our best feature as it as Wanderers fans, myself included. 
And I think that the patience shown with the young lads going forward is impressive. And I think Nolan will benefit that too. Absolutely, I'd love to see him come in. I think the time's right. You know, he's obviously come off the back of, of you know, like Tom likes to remind us, you know, that, that they were robbed at Coventry City in, in the playoffs. And I think it's only fair that he gets his chance, especially at a club. It is club that you know brought him brought him up through the ranks and, and made him sort of the, the club legend that he is. And uh, you Steady know, Eddie on, I mean, I mean, like you just said, it, it could tarnish his reputation. So, I mean, we're we're all aware of the of the you know the the reputation he has, uh, and just hoping that even if it doesn't quite go to plan, then then he won't lose that that uh, that title too too uh, too harshly. But uh, modern yeah. day fan favorite, maybe will I'll, I'll let you have that one. Okay, modern we'll day go, fan we'll favorite. go with that one then instead. That's yeah. an acceptable, <laughs> a happy medium. Yeah, Chris, t- I would love to see what you think a club legend is. To be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> I think we've probably only got two. I think we've got probably got Lofty and, and maybe Neil Cox. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> you uh, love someone, Neil someone's Cox, just gone you? off John McGinley's Christmas card list. <laughs> Super John, he transcends legend. He transcends legend. <laughs> no, I think I think I think with Nolan, uh, Will's right. I do harp on about the Coventry City thing because I did feel very very sorry for Kevin because they, they were completely robbed. But you look at Notts County, a basket case of a club in terms of the way Alan Hardy ran it. Um, and that's why they are where they are. But, you know, sacking him was a ridiculously bad decision when you look at it now in hindsight. And I, I think it speaks volumes of where they were when he was in charge and where they ended up when he went. Of course, yeah. So, it, I mean, it's got to be a thing with Nolan, hasn't it, really? I don't think anyone else is more suited to it, particularly at this time. I mean, you could argue no. Kevin Davis, but he's obviously moved away now. Um, and, and I think he, he's probably prime candidate, to be honest with you. Um, Chris, I know we, we discussed the, the Rooney rule briefly last week whilst I was still on holiday. Again, I'll get that in. Um, nice. <laughs> and, you know, we, we spoke about a couple of names which might crop up, like Saul Campbell, Chris Powell, uh, just thinking who you thought might be, uh, might be you know, taken on or at least interviewed. Yeah, I, I still think the Rooney rule is a really interesting, uh, interesting proposal. I know there's a lot of... Uh, People being who are quite defensive about it for for valid reasons about well, people being positively discriminated against and, and discriminated for. But I think there are some decent ca- uh, candidates out there. I thought Sol Campbell was an interesting candidate. I know his 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 perception and his reputation amongst a lot of football fans it isn't the greatest. But the work he did on a on a terrible budget in not incredibly dissimilar situation to Wanderers last year at Macclesfield shouldn't be sniffed at at all. I'm sure he'll be in a, back in a job before too long. Absolutely. He would probably would be my leading candidate. Chris Powell, another another um, experienced manager as well at this level, so I would not have been unhappy at all with him had, had that been the path that Wanderers went down. Uh, but no, I, I think if you were to look at someone like Nolan, I think it's important to keep the fans on board. Yeah, no, absolutely. Simple yeah. and straightforward way of doing it. Um, I, by the way, from, from my point of view, I would much rather have that than necessarily go down the path of bringing back former players uh, from last season. Uh, I know people like Hobbs and, and Gary O'Neill have been mooted to be signing more or less imminently. The experience factor in the, t- in the, the first team is, is vital, but I, I think having someone like Nolan as a figurehead would be my preference if it came down to a, a decision between the two. He may want to bring his own men in. He might not want to necessarily inherit um, members of a squad that failed so spectacularly last season. We just don't know, do we, at this time? No, we don't. And, and I know, Chris, you're a stickler for, for you know, for, to say, no, it's a it's a fan favourite sort of thing. And, and obviously, Nolan would be to that extent. You know, as the first sort of contribution properly from the owners, would you be willing to accept that as a, as a sort of keeping the fans happy type thing? Yeah, definitely. I think I, I said when I spoke to the talk sport guy that there's some things I thought that football ventures needed to do straight away to 
to create a positive atmosphere and a positive impression. I mean, the ticket situation needs resolving fairly swiftly. But getting a manager in that, that the majority of the fans can be behind would go some way, I think, to, to settling things down and settling things down pretty quickly. Our patience, our patience with the results will still be there, I think, because that situation won't change overnight. Um, but yeah, absolutely, bring it on. Let, let's let's have this fresh start and, and see where we go from here. Obviously, that doesn't apply to the players that went on strike. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, I mean, how nice is it to just be able to talk about football again so quickly? It's it's so underrated. I mean, I said right. this on an interview before that it was... All right, mate. yeah, we get it. Yeah, we, we yeah. get it. <laughs> and, uh, no, it, it was a genuine point that I just thought how underrated is, is the concept of, of genuine football and just not having to worry about the financial concerns of it or the business element. It's being happy. It's... Everyone, everyone wants to be happy, so let, let, let's enjoy it while we while we can until the football starts again and we we get miserable. <laughs> let's just. Bask <laughs> I'm not going to be miserable. I'm not going to be miserable at this point. I'm making a vow to be uber positive about this whole thing. I and just want to know how Jarvis is how Jarvis is going to sneak all that bunting into Priestfield. <laughs> oh, the bunting! I'm sure he'll work out a way. He's, he's a resourceful, resourceful, resourceful guy. guy, James. Hugely resourceful. We're missing him. I, I think I think it's interesting though, and, and you're completely spot on, Chris. That you know, while we all for Parkinson deserves a hell of a lot of respect throughout this whole process, but I think you know we we said didn't we on the podcast before the season started that it was going to be key for football ventures to get the fans on side with a with an appointment and i think while you know he deserves a lot of credit and he handled himself brilliantly i think him going was probably a good decision for everyone all round and has Absolutely. been probably proven now that fresh start i think will be uh, will be welcome i think by everyone player players fans and staff included you know it's no one's no one's denying uh, the things that parkinson got right at wanderers but I think by the end it was, it, you know, it, it was a pretty poor situation all around. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I know it's only a dead short episode this one, but I think we've, we've sort of covered everything in that. I mean, I, I hadn't prepared anything in advance particularly, so again, it's my fault there. But um, I, I think we've, we've covered the basis of it and sort of everything we've got to go off at this point. I mean, the last thing I was just going to bring up actually off the top of my head was I think it's really important that they've got the hotel as well. You know, obviously that was announced shortly after uh, the club deal as well, but obviously that's been so instrumental in the whole thing. It's great to see that they've got that as well, and, and hopefully it'll go hand in hand and, and make a, a generally better future for the club. I don't know if you, either of you, had any comments particularly on on the hotel's role in it all and, and how we put on that. Was. Um, yeah, I, I don't give a shit about the hotel, mate. To be Fair honest, enough. that's absolutely fine. I take that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think any any part of the club that's money making is is good in my book, and if, if that if that that seems to be the case with the hotel, so you know, let let's hope that it. Let's be honest. We know that we're not going to be working with a ridiculously high budget. We're not going to be, you know, suddenly buying the league. Um, I'm pleased to hear about the new uh, investors there, and they they seem to come from backgrounds where there might be some some more um, income for us, which you know, obviously, we're desperate for. But you know, if the hotel can add a bit of revenue to the club, then I'm all for it. Absolutely. What about the the potentials for new signings? Will obviously, there's quite a few names in there that we we might be able to predict. What do you think about the likes of Conway, Billy Clark, etc.? Absolutely, I'm amazed the amount of free agents that are actually left at this stage. To be honest with you, and, and, and it would be great if we could just just delve straight into them and get a few names on board because obviously we're, we're just still... not bu- not Buckley, yeah, yeah, no, obviously not Buckley. Uh, Jesus Christ, that that would ruin this entire thing if he if he signs. I know we're obviously hearing about the whole uh, Hobbs saga as well, whether or not it'll come back. You know, it, it's I know I know it, it's just bu- bu- boosting the numbers at this point, but I think you know what once once we get a fresh start, perhaps even in at Christmas or or in you know the the next summer transfer window when we can do some proper business from scratch and it's all you know directly funded through football ventures then we'll have a bit more of a, a stable squad in that I know Chris it was something you brought up last time how much of a, a write-off is this season still 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm prepared to 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 continue. I think in the same vein that we've started it, in that it'd be great to to win a few matches. But I think ultimately the most important thing is getting ourselves back on an even keel, and and that's what's going to take a while. So I think we we, we plan for next season now almost, and I think that's the Definitely. the sensible approach. And if we can improve upon that kind of atmosphere, that kind of out of result in the end of the day, and somehow scratch and, and scrape our way to survival, then brilliant. But it's not going to ruin my uh, my year if that doesn't happen. <laughs> I think next year. Next year is where the focus should be, and, and that's where we can really, really look to make some positive forward steps. Absolutely, I think either way we'll come back stronger, whether or not we remain in League One, go down to League Two, or, or you know even start to compete so quickly at League One. I mean, I doubt it, but the, there's always the off chance, you know, based on on you know the honeymoon period that tends to come along with with the likes of new managers and, and new owners. But you know, it remains to be seen. Tom, are you optimistic about this season at all, or do you think it'll, it's still a bit of a, a washout? When I when I see what our squad looks like come deadline day, then I'll be able to make more of a more of a decision. I, I think I think it's very very likely that we're going to go down this season, but I think the mo- today is our season in a nutshell. T- today was our season. We, we, we've got we've got new owners. We've got a fresh start. Let's see how it goes. I, I do think that it's a shame that it's taken this long because we missed out on a lot of people who would have come to the club and made us a lot better. But if Gary O'Neill, Jack Hobbs come into the club, Craig Conway. You know, let's let's get these lads in and see see what they can do and help our youngsters. You know, there's a lot of old pros that they can learn off. And I think that also the most important thing is you talk about you know dead cat bounce or new manager bounce, whatever. Of course, yeah. yeah Im- imagine imagine being in that dressing room where you get you you know you're going to get paid on time every single week, having had absolutely no guarantees of that for ages. It must be the biggest boost in the world for you. Of course, it is. I think it'll even help. It'll even help the young lads. I think because obviously they they the majority have been at the club for a long time. They'll know. The sort of legacy that, that Nolan left behind, in, you know, in the modern era. Yeah, he's totally a uh, in, in the modern era one of the most famous players we've had, and, and one of the ones that really proved to be a success. So, how inspiring will that be for them? Hopefully, it'll uh, it'll drive drive them on a bit further themselves. And I think it'll definitely bring the fans back as well. You know, to begin with, the, and I know it's obviously still be a few weeks off until we we have our first home game. Um, you know, after the Berry thing, but it's you know I, th- I think we'll definitely see a rejuvenation in that respect as well. Um, last question for you both, just quickly, um, Chris. Your cinema gate aside and your inability to provide a, an instant reaction, was it better than the Wilbraham <laughs> moment? Hearing this news, it, no, absolutely not. Absolutely you're not, not. You're not buying yeah. that. No, absolutely not. It, it's a, a fantastic moment and one that, we, that was long overdue. But no, nothing will beat the the madness of that moment for me. You know, it, it, Wilbraham's time at the club will, will always be remembered fondly. Absolutely. For for that for that reason alone, so no, absolutely not, and don't don't try and take that away from me. Tom, does it jump it for you or not? Not even close. No. The, nothing will come close to that. That 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 is the best thing that I've ever seen at this club. I've seen brilliant, better times, but as a moment, nothing comes close. But yeah, thank you, Football Ventures, for giving me my club back. That's what I'll say. Thank you. I think that moment in the, one of the end of the season games we played Birmingham at home, and a, a fan dressed as. Um, Vicky Pollard from Little Britain doing a, a belly flop in the middle of the pitch would, would go up there as, as one of the higher moments for me. But he's too, he's too it's always Birmingham. I remember the scuba diver who, who tried, tried to score a goal for Birmingham by jumping over the That's line. the one. I'm getting it mixed up. You're right, yeah. That, the scuba diving chat. The Vicky Pollard one was having a fight with Batman on the BI roundabout. I remember now. <laughs> I thought we were all going to think we, that FA would have some making up today, but I think it's all forgiven now, isn't it? Really, just on the base that they've saved us, so... Um, let's call it a clean slate and, and you know we're all just glad to, to have it sorted and, and to have our club back so uh, yeah here's, Absolutely. here's to that boys um, yeah that. and that, that's the, the end of the, the episode for now uh, quickly boys where, where can they find you quick plug for yourselves 
Absolutely nowhere. Nowhere, Chris. Good stuff. Yeah. Tom? Uh, it's Tricko44 on Twitter for my ramblings. Yeah, and um, you know, you can find me everywhere now. <laughs> on the BBC, <laughs> on Sky, on ITV. Yeah. All, on Craigslist. Sports. Keep going, and the rest, yeah. No, I'm messing. Uh, <laughs> all right, thank you very much for listening, everybody, to episode 122 of the Land of Vienna Suite podcast. Set la vie.